0: Joining us here on the program, a guy who, uh, well, he excited football fans down in Southern California year after year after year as a member of the Los Angeles Rams, an explosive running back, a guy who was graceful and powerful and uh, a Hall of Famer in the National Football League, class of 1999. It's Eric Dickerson joining us on the show. How are you, Mr. Dickerson?
1: Pretty good. How you doing?
0: I want you to uh, take us back a little bit to to what happened with the Colts and the Raiders and how you ended up with the Los Angeles Raiders. Uh, when you did?
1: Uh, well, I got I, I was the, I was with the Rams. And I got traded from the Rams. Went to the Colts, and uh, you know when I went to the when I went to the Raiders. I just, man, at the Colts it was just <laughs> it, that organization is like That, that when I look like at the organization now and when I was there. It's like a totally different organization.
0: I think we can all see that.
1: <laughs> you know, it's totally different. They, they have a different mindset. Oh yeah. You know they're all about winning now. Back then it wasn't even about it wasn't even about winning. I mean I, I, that's just that was just the fact, and I wasn't the only player that felt like that. Going to the Raiders, I mean, you know I kind of wanted to come back to LA. You know, kind of be close to my house, be close to home. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because the Rays were in LA at the time, but that situation with you know with with Al Davis, you know, because he pulls all the strings over on that, on that team. You know, I can say that who does it, he does all that, and it was the oddest thing with me there because with me Marcus Allen and another guy Nick Bell, uh, it was like if if I had a good game, it was I won't say you get punished for it. Like if I would have, like, it was sometimes I'd have 100 yards before before half. I wouldn't play in the second half.
0: Oh, I see. Do you want to get the other guy a little run or what?
1: I don't know what it was. I mean, <laughs> really, it, was, it was it was it was amazing. I mean, if if you had a run for a touchdown, like I got I had we played Kansas City one night on a Monday night. I had a, I had a, like a 45 yards run for a touchdown. I never played again. So it was like, Jeez. how dare you score? So, <laughs> you <know. laughs>
0: was that kind of like unique to the Raiders at that time? Or was that man, just kind of what it was know, like in the NFL for some reason? You know,
1: I don't know. It was just, that was a Raider thing. That, that was how they did it. And then, you know, and it just, it, it just—it was kind of—it was kind of crazy.
0: Hey, Eric, I know a lot of Raider fans out here in Northern California that talk about those years and you know the whole Marcus Allen situation, how he was kind of benched in a way and and kind of yeah. jettisoned off. It, it's kind of weird how the uh, the Raiders have treated running backs over the years.
1: Yeah, I mean it is. I mean seriously. I mean, I would recommend no player to go to the Raiders ever. I mean, I'm sorry. Hey,
0: man, all the Rams fans are loving that right now. Yeah,
1: I look at. I mean, and but the Raiders have great fans. That's the difference. They have fantastic fans. I do love their fans. I mean, but you know, I look at I look at a guy like Randy Moss. I mean, they were about to kill his career. I mean, and and now he goes to to New England Patriots, and he's a he's a different guy. I mean, so you know, the proof is in the pudding. I mean, they're just. They're 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 not a real good organization
0: right now. Eric Dickerson, NFL Hall of Famer, joining us in the gym on AM 970 ESPN Radio. Eric, I know you're getting a lot of questions about this uh, this next young man that I'm going to bring up, Adrian Peterson of the Minnesota Vikings. Obviously, you have uh, a lot of records as a rookie uh, with the St. Louis. Or the, I keep on keep Los on Angeles, wanting to call them right? St. Louis, man. Los the LA Rams, man. When you were down there uh, busting your tail for the Rams organization and and doing a fine job, especially early on in your career. Uh, this this Adrian Peterson really looks like he's been playing in the league for a couple of years, much like you did when you uh, arrived in the NFL scene.
1: Well, yeah, I almost look like a a grown man. I mean, he doesn't look like he's what is he, twenty one or twenty years old. I mean, the thing is, I mean, this kid is ready to play in the national football league. To me, he was he was the best player in the draft. They you know, all the teams passed on him because talking about, you know, he had some injury problems, but you know, most backs have been injured. I mean, my first two years I was I had injury problems too. I mean and I think a lot of it was, you know, you your body's still trying to develop, you know. You're, you're 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 playing college football, which is a big step up from high school football, and uh, you know you just have to kind of your body has to have a chance to catch up. And for him, I mean, he has some, he has some freak injury, freak injuries. I mean, one when he dove in the end zone and separated his shoulder. But like I say, you know, that's just football. But I think right now this guy is ready to play big time football. at shows. I mean, I watched him from the time he got drafted. Yeah. I've been watching him from, from week one, so I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not shocked about what he's been able to do. This kid has the potential to one day be in the NFL Hall of Fame also, barring no free injuries, I foresee that for Adrian Peterson. I see him one day wearing that yellow jacket, you know, at the end of his career. If he stays healthy or puts up the big numbers, like I think he'll put up big numbers. And, you know, and, and, and they, the, the Vikings actually get him a quarterback, you know. And if they give him a quarterback, he'll really be that much more dangerous.
0: Well, obviously, you have to have an offensive line to have success uh, at, at this level. You had a pretty darn good offensive line in, in Los Angeles with the Rams, and even in uh, Indianapolis, not quite as good as that Rams offensive line, but you still were able to to rush for uh, over 1,000 yards and continue your 100-yard games. How important was the line for you in, in Los Angeles, and, and do you keep in touch with those guys?
1: Oh, yeah. I just saw a lot of those guys uh, a couple of months ago. I saw a bunch of those guys. Me and Jackie Slater are, are really close friends. I mean – you know the offensive linemen, they, they they make they make the back. I mean, he just makes it. I mean, the thing is, is that he, I don't care how great you are, how fast you are, how big you are. If you don't have the guys up front, you'll never get a chance to show it. It's just the fact. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you can take a you can take an average back and put it behind a great offensive line, and he'll look he'll look like a great back. That's that's just, that's, just how, that's how it works. You know. But my offensive line, I thought I had I thought I had a great line. My line was good. I mean, one thing with John Robinson. He made sure those guys blocked all the way downfield. That was their thing. Hold your block, hold your block, because you never know where I might go.
0: That's right.
1: And uh, you know, as a runner, I really appreciated having a, a great offensive line. And you know, I got to Indianapolis. So I appreciated it too. But you know, when they made a few moves and got rid of like my one of my, my best lineman, Chris Hinton, and you I, you find out very quickly oh, yeah. what it's like not having an offensive line very quick.
0: As a running back, yeah, I mean, you're you're the guys that are affected by that just as much as the quarterback is. Oh
1: my God, no doubt about
0: really it. Were, Everybody talks about affected. the effect of a quarterback when his offensive lineman goes down or to an injury or he gets traded away or whatever. It really does affect the running game quite a bit.
1: It, it affects the running game tremendously because the one thing about in pro football, the running game is the last thing that comes around. Usually, you know, when when a season starts, it takes it may take two or maybe maybe three to four weeks for the running game to kind of catch up with the passing game. Because of, you know, the timing and everything. uh, The physical
0: nature of it, too, I would imagine, too.
1: Yeah, but, but the timing and everything, running the football, so... You know, you always want a great line and a great quarterback. If you can
0: have both, it's, it's fantastic. Uh, Eric, you you talked a little bit about John Robinson, uh, your coach with the LA Rams, and mm-hmm. there's an interesting story that I was reading about about the USC connection and how when he was the coach at USC, he tried to recruit you down to be <laughs> a Trojan. Uh, share that story with us with our audience a little bit because that's a pretty interesting connection with John Robinson. He really saw in you a lot of talent, and I have a feeling that you ran hard because you wanted to impress John Robinson, especially as a pro.
1: Uh, well, uh, John, he he came to to my hometown of Sealy, Texas, to to try to get me to come to SC. Uh, him and John Jackson, I don't forget, there was an assistant coach, John Jackson, the running back coach. So he came down to Sealy, and I, I I actually took a visit to US. That was my first visit was to SC. Oh wow! I never, I never forgot it. That was my first visit. Yeah,
0: a lot of times, uh, guys, when they go to their first visit, they end up going to that school too.
1: Uh, yeah, man. It was, you don't get to think I was a small town kid from a town of 2,000 people. I came out to SC. Uh, had a good time. Had a, had a good time here. I think Charles White. Charles White was the running back at the time. And so uh, I didn't sign with that. I, I just I, I talked to Coach Robinson. He called me and asked me, you know, he said, you know, I want to know what you're going, what's going on, how are you thinking, what are you thinking about. I said, well, Coach, I'm just gonna be honest with you. I just don't think I'm I'm cut out to come to California right now. It's just mm-hmm. a little far from home, and I think I want to stay right around in the Texas area. He said, okay, he said, I, I, I really regret I'm not going to get a chance to, to coach you and watch you play, but, you know, well, good luck to you. And I said, well, thanks. So <laughs> hmm. when I came out of the draft, <laughs> it was funny, he drafted me. And the first thing he said, hmm, I finally got you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he was. I bet he was just feeling like he just got a big old pot of gold on his oh, lap right there.
1: Was- I got you. That's great, <laughs> so,
0: man. You know what, Eric, it's kind of refreshing to hear you say that. You know, a lot of guys maybe in your position, being from a small town in Texas, would have jumped at the opportunity to, to go to the big lights of the big city of Los Angeles and kind of be the star uh, of the Trojans football program. But you knew better, and, and I would imagine that, uh, well, obviously it was the correct decision for you. Look at where you're at now. I mean, for goodness sakes, how, how different would things have been if you went to USC? Well, I'll tell well, you, man, it, it seems like the right decision, though, when you look back at it.
1: Well, for sure it was the right decision for me. I mean, honestly, you know, my first choice was to go to OU. That's where I wanted to go. Originally. Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Uh but, you know, my mom knows best, grandma knows best. I mean she <laughs> she if she, she she liked she really liked Ron Meyer. I like Coach Meyer, too, but I just like that Oklahoma tradition. And but you know she's like I want you to stay in Texas. You know please stay in Texas. You know I'm an old lady, so I'm like okay. I don't regret it. I don't regret it not one minute going to SMU. Absolutely, I'm very man. happy. I I'll tell you decision.
0: who really loves it SMU. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm, really oh, man. I'm, I'm really happy I made that decision. Eric, but, we uh,
0: Eric, we have a lot of high school football fans out here in the valley. You played high school football in Texas. What was that like, man?
1: Um, well, I can tell you it was great. It's, it's nothing like high school football in Texas. I, I can assure. For, you know, for, We've heard uh, a lot
0: of stories, man. I'll tell you.
1: Well, I can tell you that's true. I mean, I just like uh, when I, when I saw the movie Friday Night Lights, it it it, it mimics our story right there in, in my high school in Sealy, because um it was more well, we were a small town, uh, nothing but football it was the first football country right there close to Houston. Mm-hmm. We won the state championship my senior year. Uh, we had we had now you think about this. There was only about twenty five hundred people in that town. <laughs> When we would go play, it would be sometimes twenty-five to 30,000 people at our game. Wow. And how that happened, <laughs> I, I don't
0: know where all these people would come from. Eric, word travels but, about you, man. That's what yeah, it, was. It, was, it,
1: was, it was. It was amazing. And know, that's before was, the
0: honestly. internet and all this other stuff, oh, man. Yeah, that's just was, word of was, mouth. It
1: was, it was no internet, I mean. But our whole town, we would go play. Our whole town was shut down uh, when we stayed, played the state championship. Because my grandmother, was, my, my aunt was driving from Houston to try to come to, to catch us before we went to the game. and. She said, when I got the me, she said, everybody said oh, everybody's gone. They're going to the game. And this, you say, was early in the day everybody left the town. So that's just how it works in those small towns.
0: NFL Hall of Famer Eric Dickerson sharing some stories with us here in the gym on AM 970 ESPN Radio. Eric, you know, the L.A. Rams are one of those teams that uh, you, you can go anywhere in the country and there's a Rams fan, and I'm sure you get a lot of that wherever you go. What happened with – L.A. and why didn't you finish your career in in Los Angeles as an L.A. Ram?
1: Well, it was all about money. That's yep. what it was about, and it wasn't even a lot of money at the time. I mean, you know, I was I was one of the lowest paid players in the league at the time. And you
0: playing. were one of the best, if not the best, yeah. running back in the entire league.
1: But the Rams were known for being very cheap. I mean, that was just that was them. That's how they did it. Yep. I mean, that's how they they said, you know, the thing. Their motto was, you know, if you if you underpay us, you have we play pissed off. <laughs> 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 that, that, that was their motto. They said they're gonna play anyway, and that, that's all it was. I mean, I, I love playing for the Rams. I sure. love playing for my team. I love my teammates. I mean, I, I liked everybody on my team. I mean, but you know, honestly, I mean, I love my job, but I had to, you know, I, I had to go somewhere. Where I feel like I was gonna get, you know, the proper compensation. That that was all that that was all it was about it was money.
0: Oh, hey, man, you're putting your body on the line, and uh, yep. you're doing it very, very well. The least they could do is uh, is support you. Well, you
1: know, I, that's that's what I thought. I mean, but you know, the thing is now. That's all i, saw it, I, I mean, I'm a Ram fan. I mean, the, 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 I guess because I talked to the guy who made the decision was John Shaw. And, you know, me and mm-hmm. John Shaw are buddies. Now, John said, he, he said, Eric, he said, I'm going to tell you this. This was about, This was just before I went to the Hall of Fame, like a year before I went to the Hall of Fame, he wanted he wanted to meet with me. And I'm like, why would he want to meet with me? And Jack, <laughs> said, Eric, John asked about you all the time. I'm like, man, what do you want? He said, he just wants to talk to you. So, I we I finally went to have, I went to have lunch with him. And he said, Eric, he said I want to say this before we say this before we get started. He said, you were the greatest player ever, I've ever seen. He said, I just want to tell you that. You are the greatest player I've ever seen in wow. history. He said, it should have never happened. The trade should have never happened. It was just it was just a bad time. It's something that I, I should have never done. And I just want to tell you that. And you'll always be a Ram. Hmm. And, you know, that there, I mean, I, I always liked the Rams, but, you know, that there just kind of made me that much closer to them after, you know, they admitted it. You know, it was a bad deal. Oh, even on my, you know, even some of the things I said and did, but, you know, I was just young, immature, you know, pissed off, you know, and, and sure. felt like I wasn't getting being compensated, right. But Hey, man, for, know, what, I, for what I, you I am, were I doing, am, Eric, am
0: for what you were doing, man, you know, hey, I can understand your position. I, I think anybody can understand feeling like they were uh, underappreciated in a way. So, Eric, I got a final question for you, man. We really appreciate your uh, your time this afternoon. It's been fun uh, visiting with you. Hey, man, you were, you were known for those goggles that you wore, uh, <laughs> and I'm sure a lot of people bring that up to you, man. But were those prescription goggles?
1: Yes, they were. Matter of fact, I'm, I'm looking at a pair right here sitting on my Ram helmet in my office.
0: I love it, man. I love it. I was just, that was one of my questions, too, is where do you keep some of those goggles at?
1: Yep, I, I have a pair of the ones I played in right here. Matter of fact, if you ever see me in a pair of all my glasses are prescription, the dark, the light. I mean, because I... I'm blind as
0: a bat. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty amazing, too, how good you ran the football, and, and you really
1: couldn't see too well. Oh, That's... man, I could've. you took those glasses
0: off. me. I was blind as a bat. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, man, I had a lot of fun talking to you, man. We appreciate it. And, again, the website, pigskinweekly.com. It's a fantasy football website. Uh, Eric Dickerson, nice enough to join us here in the gym. Uh, hey, Eric, congratulations on the Hall of Fame, man, and, c- and continued good success to you. Thank you.